Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. And welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm Greg Scordis filling in today for Boyd Matheson. We're going to stay with a little bit of our coverage of the what's going on in up at the up at the up at the hill right now with Congress, uh, the state and and the, the state Senate and House have passed a number of bills. I mean, this is sort of record setting, and we're not even a week into the the current session, and things are rocking and rolling up there. Uh, not the least of which is a couple of bills that we're going to try to talk to Speaker of the House Brad Wilson about. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is an education bill which links a raise in teacher salaries to some. Uh, discussion of school choice. And so understandably, the UEA is tickled pink about the raisins teacher salaries, but not so happy about the school choice part of this. We're going to talk about why it's brought together and where that bill currently stands. Uh, Speaker Wilson, thank you for joining us today on Inside Sources. It's great to be with you, Greg, and uh, hope you're hope you're doing well. Thank you. Can you tell us, uh, just tell us your, your take on that bill? What What is the bill intended to do and and where does it sit right now? Yeah. So uh, the bill actually passed the House today uh, with 54 votes. And so it's headed over to the state Senate uh, and they will have a committee hearing on it. My guess would be next week and uh, may even hear it next week or the following week. But uh, fundamentally, the bill is a is an education funding bill. What's been um, evolving over the last couple of years is a conversation about how can we both um, uh, make a really meaningful increase uh, in teacher salaries happen. And at the same time, uh, we have a lot of parents that have recognized, especially with COVID, that uh, they're getting a lot of value from public schools, but uh, some would like to be able to take their kids out of public school for a class or two or uh, maybe for a semester and uh, have some options that would give them uh, some of the special attention that they might need. And really the, the attitude about school choice and, um, and giving people scholarships to maybe go somewhere else for a period of time is really gaining a lot of momentum across the country. And that's also happening here in Utah. And so this bill, uh, through conversations with the governor over the last year, as well as um, the Senate and the House, we came to this spot, and uh, we had overwhelming support for it today because it's a real win-win. Biggest raise for teachers in the state's history, a $6,000 increase in compensation for them, at least. There's probably going to be more this session, plus um, an opportunity for parents, uh, a, a relatively small number, but of 5,000 students in the state, 
to have an opportunity to have a scholarship to go get uh, some personalized instruction. Uh, Speaker Wilson, when you talk about options and school choices, are we talking about uh, private school? Are we talking about homeschooling? Are we talking about charter schools? What, what, what are options open to parents under this bill? So there's a number of options that are out there. Charter schools in our state are public schools, so those would not um, those would not be part of this framework. But of course, private schools uh, would be, and we've got a number of great private schools in the state. And you might even see a few new private schools emerge uh, because of this program. I guess time will tell. Um, and then there's a lot of other types of um, school uh, uh, schools that are coming together, a lot with parents that are working together, uh, sharing the responsibility of teaching uh, children. And, and the, depending on the framework of how those schools are structured, they could qualify for this as well. And uh, and then, you know, a lot of other kind of interesting things like maybe some tutoring could come into play here and some other options like that. So I, I guess I have to ask the question, why was this tied uh, to teacher salaries? A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it's a function of how the conversations evolved over the course of the last year. We had we had a bill last year that was just a school choice bill. And um, a number of people said, including the governor, I'm for school choice, but I would like to see teachers paid more. And so what Representative Perucci did, who was the sponsor last year, she said, well, I would too. So let's do those at the same time. Let's give teachers a big raise. And let's also uh, give parents options for their kids with school choice. And so she opened up this bill over the summer um, as, a, as an education funding bill. And that's where it kind of moved from there. Uh, Speaker Wilson, a, a lot of parents really struggled during the pandemic with schools being shut down with uh, really sort of the, the idea of online schooling and, and, and homeschooling, whatever, was part of this in response to what we, what we suffered here about two years ago during the pandemic? Uh, for sure. Um, not as much in Utah, but to some degree here, but nationally, for sure, you've seen uh, a lot of uh, parents recognize that uh, there maybe is some benefit of having some optionality for them, uh, for their kids. And, uh, and, and that's, that's part of it. I will say that uh, in Utah, uh, our scores um, from the pre-pandemic to post-pandemic uh, fared better than any other state in the country. And so that's, that's a testament to the education system here in the state. Sadly, what that means, though, is our scores didn't drop in general. Um, most other states saw their scores drop. Uh, what we hope to have is we hope to have our scores increase year over year. And, and, they, and they are again. Uh, we, 
we're fortunate. We've got a great education system uh, in the state by and large. But, but there are kids, and I think we all know them from our neighborhoods, from our families, that maybe they just need a little special attention for a time uh, where uh, public schools maybe not the perfect fit for them. And that's what this bill is designed to accommodate. Uh, Speaker Wilson, let me shift gears a little bit. Uh, and I appreciate your time, by the way. I mean, you've got to be up to your ears right now up there. But, but you're also... <laughs> it's been a busy week up yeah, I, I, it's been It's been amazing. I mean, congratulations on how much you guys have accomplished up there. Uh, but talk about the, the, the water, Utah Waterways bill. What, what, what can we expect with that? I know we're looking at a great winter and we have a lot of snow. But on the other hand, people are telling us the Great Salt Lake may be gone in a couple of years. What, what's the legislature yeah. doing about that? Yeah, well, we made a historic investment both in um, in financial resources and also policy changes last year to address our water needs. And uh, you know, I could go on about this for hours, which of course I won't. But uh, <laughs> it's actually really rare for the speaker um, uh, to run a bill um, as a presiding officer. But I am sponsoring a bill this year called Utah Waterways, and uh, that bill really creates a framework. Um, similar, Greg, to something you're probably aware of called UCARE, where we've moved the needle in a really significant way in terms of our air quality in the state over the last 20 years. UCARE is an organization that's been instrumental in that in terms of bringing the public and private sector together to help facilitate a lot of strategies that have helped uh, drive our air quality in the right direction. And so we're going to stand up a, a, a sister organization called Utah Waterways which is designed to do the same thing. It will bring the public and private sector together. It will facilitate everything from an educational program so businesses and individuals know exactly what their role is in terms of water conservation. It will help facilitate uh, grant programs to businesses and organizations to help make a difference in terms of our water infrastructure and conservation in the state. And uh, it will be a place where a lot of collaboration can occur to help us as a second dry state in the country, manage our water in a more responsible way. That was Speaker of the House Brad Wilson from the Utah Legislature, who very generously took some time away from the legislature to talk to us about some very important bills. And, and I guess I would, if I had time for one more question, which I don't, I'd ask him if he's optimistic about the future of the Great Salt Lake. It sounds like he probably is. When we come back after the break... We're going to look at some barriers facing ex-convicts as they try to integrate back into the into the job community and have a meaningful life after a life and after some time in prison. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. <laughs> 